crown him with many crowns, saying praise to the risen king. We serve a God and we have a Savior that is worthy of our praise. David wrote in Psalm 86, Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. We worship a God whose greatness is beyond measure. Great is our God. We've come to this place on this day to praise him. And yet, at the same time, we must also remember the day that he gave himself as our ransom. I read from John chapter 19 where the Bible says, Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers planted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto him, Behold, I bring him forth to you that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and officers saw him, they cried out saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him. For I find no fault in him. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull. Which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. Where they crucified him and two others, two other with him on either side one and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. He died that day not for his sin, but for ours. You see, all of us are sinners. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. The price of sin has to be paid. God loved us so much that He sent his son to pay the price of our sin. Isaiah prophesied about it hundreds of years before it happened when he wrote in chapter 53 of the book that bears his name, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He wore a crown of thorns that day, but it wasn't a crown that he deserved. It was a crown that we deserved. He wore my crown of thorns. He took my place. He paid for my sin. But the story doesn't end there. I read from the book of Matthew, chapter 28. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. 
His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. He is risen. He is risen. The blood of the Messiah and his resurrection completed the plan and the promise of God. It gives us salvation. It gives us peace with God. This morning, our Savior sits at the right hand of the Father, our mediator, our advocate, our high priest, who will never die, who will live forever to intercede on our behalf. Behold the risen Lamb. We serve a Savior who suffered a horrible death, but whose grave is now empty. Hallelujah. He is our eternal risen king. In our lifetime, we may never be introduced to a king or a queen. We may never get to meet a president or a prime minister. But imagine this. You can meet the king of all creation. And not just to shake his hand or have your picture taken with him, but to actually become one of his children, a full-fledged member of his household with rights and privileges that only a son or a daughter can have. Would you make him your savior and your king this morning? You know, it's as easy, we tell the kids this sometimes, it's as easy as ABC. A, you need to admit that you're a sinner. And we all are. Again, the Bible says that We've all inherited our sin nature from Adam and that we've all come to a point in our life, those of us that are old enough to understand the difference between right and wrong, but we've come to a point in our life where we had a choice between right and wrong and we chose wrong. The Bible says that if we break the law in one point, we're guilty of all. So you need to admit that you're a sinner. B, you need to believe that Jesus paid the price for your sin. Again, the price of sin uh, is death. And God's righteousness demands that that price be paid. Now, we either pay the price, and again, it's not just physical death, it's spiritual death. It's being separated from God. That's the wage of sin. That's the price of sin. Being separated from the one that made us. Being separated from the one that has a plan for our life. Being separated from the one that loves us. So we either pay that price or somebody else has to pay the price for us. Now that somebody else would have to be sinless because another sinner has to pay for their own sins. Another sinner can't pay for our sins. So for somebody to pay for our sins, they have to be somebody that's sinless. Someone that's tempted in all points like as we, yet without sin. Somebody like that does exist. Somebody like that did live. That somebody was Jesus Christ, the sinless Son of God, who on Calvary took upon himself all of my sin, all of your sin, and all the sins of every single person that has ever lived or will ever live on the face of the earth. And on that cross, when he took our sins upon him, he paid the price that he didn't owe, he paid the price for us. 
So A, you need to admit that you, you personally are a sinner. And I know there's some people here I don't even know. I mean, I've never met you other than somebody introduced you a minute ago. I don't know you, but I know what the Bible says, and I believe the Bible's true that every single person is a sinner. B, you need to believe that Jesus Christ paid for your sin. That's what we've been singing about this morning. That's what the choir has tried to tell you in song and in scripture that we read. And then C, you need to call upon him. You see, Jesus offers the payment of sin to everybody. He offers the gift of life to everybody. But we need to ask him for it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I wonder, would you do that this morning? Would you admit that you're a sinner? Would you believe that Jesus Christ paid for your sin? And would you call upon him to ask him to save you? I want to tell you something this morning. There's no pre-qualifications. He'll take you just like you are. Just like you are. If you'll come, he'll make you one of his children. He'll welcome you into the family of God. He'll give you a home in heaven. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. And I pray now that as we come to this time where we have to respond to it, that those that are here that have never received Jesus Christ as their Savior would understand they're a sinner. They owe a price, a penalty for that sin. That penalty is to be separated from you. But Father, help them to understand that they don't have to pay the price themselves. Somebody came, paid the price for them, and that somebody was your only son, Jesus Christ. And he offers to them the gift of life. Not only eternal life, but abundant life. And all they have to do is come and ask Jesus to save them. And so I pray in the next few moments, those that are here that have never done that would do it. They would simply get up from their seat, walk out into the aisle, and come down, and we'll take the Bible, and we'll show them them from the Bible how they can ask Jesus to be their Savior. Father, I also pray for the Christians that are here. We come rejoicing this morning because we have a risen Savior. Help us to understand that our, our duty, our response should be to worship him and to be obedient to him, to make him our Lord and our King. Please bless this time of invitation. I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.